630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. I am very fortunate because my kid does not have an allergy to anything, Good. but uh, she's had friends and we've invited them over for birthday parties and you have to be very conscious about what you're serving. Uh, I had to get something separate to get it from a, a nut-free bakery, so I got her little cupcakes, but it's something you have to be very conscious about on a peripheral, but I can't imagine sending my kid to school not knowing if somebody made mm-hmm. a mistake and, and brought something that, that may have peanuts in it and it will affect my child and you get that phone call saying we had to rush your kid to the hospital or we had to use an EpiPen on your child. It, it must be scary every day for a parent knowing their kid has a deadly allergy and, and you're going to be away from them. And allergies that can last through into adulthood. I have a friend who has a nut allergy and it can be scary, scary stuff hospitalization there's a potential you could die from this and 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 many people have uh, over the past so if you could make all of those allergies just magically go away wouldn't that be nice it certainly would because three million canadians have some sort of food allergy but there is being work done and it's it's sort of a breakthrough research talking about um a future possible cure for allergies and it's all about remembering that you have an allergy, which is kind of sounds a little bit bizarre, but kind of cool at the, at the same time. Uh, Josh Koenig is the lead author of uh, a research paper. He's out of uh, McMaster's University. He was chatting yesterday on 6.30 Ched Afternoons, talking about the research that was done, because the key to any kind of a cure is to identify the source of the problem, and apparently it's these memory cells. So uh, what we really wanted to know, is, this is a, a journey we started on around 15 years ago, was how do people stay allergic? Most people are avoiding the food that they are allergic to. Uh, so how does the immune system remember that? And we have these cells called memory cells in the immune system. And they're kind of responsible, for example, in a vaccine situation for long-term protection. And so we started looking there to say, well, maybe this is part of the reason. And as we kind of dug deeper and deeper, we ended up finding a cell that nobody had described before, a specific type of these memory cells, and we've called this thing a type 2 memory B cell, and we really were able to show that this thing is what is keeping people allergic in the long term. So there you go. If you can identify that, then you can figure out what to do with it. But I'm surprised that it's a memory cell and not you know, a physiological condition that you have, that your body reacts to foods. So is this it? Or is this is, is this breakthrough? Is this going to change everyone's lives? We've got Jennifer Gertz on the line, Executive Director of Food Allergy Canada. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. So you guys uh, provided some of the research funding for this. Is that correct? Yeah, so through a a tournament that we ran, Sean Delaney Memorial Club, it was specifically designed to help uh, raise funds for research as well as for the advocacy and other organization does. Uh, You're just cutting out a little bit. I'm not sure what's going on, so just a heads up. Yes, uh, to our our listeners, we can hear it, and hopefully it'll it'll clear up here in the next little second. How excited are you about this discovery or that the researchers have told you about the discovery? Could you basically put yourselves out of business at Food Allergy Canada? Because that's the goal for anybody who deals with this stuff. Absolutely, that is the goal. And this discovery... Um, is is a significant one, we think, because any time you identify a new therapeutic target, 
it creates hope for the community that there's more than what could um, be offered than is today, which, as you stated up front, like people are managing this basically through avoiding their allergen. So when you start to contemplate, maybe we don't have to do that, that is huge. So what does that look like? Is this taking a pill? Or does this require surgery? Do we know yet how, yeah, how, you how know this cure would happen? Stacy, it, it would be great if we had those answers, but, but the reality is, is that once this, with this discovery, now what's required is uh, therapies need to be developed, they need to be put into clinical uh, testing, and so, you know, like, while we're super optimistic that this has got possibility, the road ahead of us is, is still a bit long. It's not like this is a five to ten year effort to, to then figure out what sort of therapy we might be able to might be able to be developed and then um, rolled out to the community. Uh, but th- there is promise because we mentioned peanut allergy, but allergy, but obviously that's not the only uh, food allergy that is out there. Does it look like this discovery might be applicable to all food allergies, regardless of what? they are yeah well that's a very good point and and it is important that we recognize that you know milk and egg and there's a lot of there's in fact 170 foods people can be allergic to but the priority ones there's generally 10 of them in canada that are most uh, associated with um, uh, prevalence as well as severe reactions and yes this is understanding the basic mechanism of food allergy so that absolutely has um, a broader potential for us in terms of being able to unlock that for more than just peanut. Uh, you know, somebody even just on the text line wondering if, if this includes things like gluten or being not not be is it the same thing or are we talking uh, different kinds we're of talk, things? Yeah, we're talking different things there because when when we talk about gluten intolerance, that's a different uh, systemic thing okay. than wheat allergy. Wheat allergy would fall into this because it's the mechanism in the immune system that we're talking about with this research, and that is involved in typical um, IgE mediated food allergy. That's perhaps a little bit more technical than than, uh, no, but that than is it. necessary. That yeah. absolutely yeah. answers it. Yeah. But still, a lot of work to be done, right? If people are listening yeah. to this, they're, they're not going to, you know, hold your hope for a little bit because you're saying no. ten years, a decade. Yeah, five to ten years, absolutely. And that's that. You know that that's not any different in any other health condition when they're they're making discoveries on sort of the biology and the mechanistic parts of of a of a health condition. Is that's what's required. And so, yeah, these things don't turn around quickly. But you know, in this area, the people living with food allergy they need more options. Okay. And you know, when I started in this role five years ago, I I quickly learned that you know. Good research takes time, and that really, I'm, you know, I've got kids with food allergy, but this is more likely to impact, you know, their kids or them later in life. And so, we do need to continue to support research so that the there's more advances can be made, and let's have more things in the hopper that uh, that p- provide potential. Again, it's like any other health condition. You know, we haven't got a cure for cancer. Right, but certainly there's been lots of uh, things that have have been able to advance that. It's no different with when it comes to food allergy. Jennifer, can we keep you around because I know there's a a bit of a controversy over an Uber Eats ad that will be uh, played at the Super Bowl, and we want to we want to talk to you a little bit about that. Sure, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. All right, uh, not very funny an ad. Um, that, that uh, especially if you're talking about food allergies, Food Allergy Canada having a problem with one of the Super Bowl ads. Uh, we're going to play that ad and talk to uh, Jennifer more after this.
And we've been talking this morning with Jennifer Gertz, the Executive Director of Food Allergy Canada. A really cool research breakthrough identifying the cell that it's believed is responsible for a lot of food allergies. So if you can do that, identify it, maybe then you can do something about it. Uh, and then on the other side, there's another... There's, so they're very happy about that. Not so happy about this. But, but oddly enough, memory also the focus of an Uber Eats ad that Allergy Canada not very happy about. Uh, there's a mention of allergy in the ad and it, it's not a punchline according to the group. Uh, it's So let me just set up this Uber Eats ad. It is about forgetting so you can remember something else. It's uh, Jennifer Aniston's in this ad. Uh, but in this section, a man is looking at the mirror and he's suffering from uh, an allergic reaction, you can tell because his face is all puffed out. And and this is, this is, uh, this is his part. There's peanuts and peanut butter? Oh, it's the primary ingredient. So he's eating uh, uh, with a... With a peanut, big bowl peanut. of peanut butter, and he's he's got a spoon, and he's eating it. And so obviously he suffers from a peanut allergy, and he's forgetting, and now he's having a, a reaction. Jennifer, we have you on the line. Uh, you wrote a letter uh, to Uber Eats. Uh, why are you so upset about that ad? Well, first off, food allergy is not a laughing matter. And in the previous segment, we talked about you know some of the burden associated with it. And so, you know, we, we don't want the condition to be seen as kind of comic relief. It's serious. And so, you know, the commercial that, that alienates individuals with food allergy, because as soon as they see that, they go, you know what, that's not funny. Um, but the real harm in this is that it's reducing the perception of the seriousness for the broader community. And it's reinforcing that it's okay to make fun of a potential life-threatening health condition. And I think the thing that makes it even more intolerable is the fact that it's a Super Bowl commercial with exponential reach through their celebrities. And research shows us that when you depict medical conditions in a comical way, it reduces the perceived seriousness. So this is a problem for the community because unlike other medical conditions, food allergy really relies on having informed and supportive communities to help them navigate safe food choices to prevent life-threatening reactions. So it just, you know, they missed the mark. It's like, I don't know that the commercial, uh, that segment of the commercial adds any value. It just does harm, frankly. Uh, Jennifer, I know that you've already had this reaction, so I I just want to hear how you've uh, responded to it. Come on, get over it. It's just a joke. It's a small little joke. Yeah, and I get that because people say, you know, you know, toughen up, but... Because the research is there to say, over time when you do that, when you use it as a source of comedy, it establishes the community, the broader community, that, you know, it's not that serious, right? It's not like they chose diabetes or cancer or another chronic health condition to make fun of. They chose food allergy. Well, you could say Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's might, the Alzheimer's society might have the same thing, right? Because it's about forgetting. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I, I agree with you that they, they could say that. I think, though, as a principal going forward and a leader in, in kind of on a global scale is we use health conditions, right? Like it's a very direct link. Um, you'd have to, you know, on the, on the forgetting, you could talk about Alzheimer's, but they're not like depicting someone necessarily with Alzheimer's. They're depicting someone with a food allergy, right? So I just feel like as a global leader, you know, don't make health conditions the butt of a joke. Uh, you said the letter, any reaction? Uh, have you got anything back yeah. yet? Yeah, we haven't heard from the CEO yet, but we have heard from some uh, folks in the in their policy department, and we're uh, in the process of setting up a meeting with them, So, yeah. which is great. 
But TikTok, it's going to it's going to air on the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm assuming. Yeah, well, that's what I that's our understanding as well. So you know, we've requested that they edit the clip, mm-hmm. um, whether that's feasible or not. But that's our ask. Yeah, Jennifer, thank you so much for your thank time you. this morning. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good chatting with you, Jennifer Gertz is executive director of Food Allergy Canada. Couple topics to to deal with with her this morning. Yeah, and you know what? I saw the commercial. Didn't even think twice about it. Nope. And um, it, it is a very short little clip in it. And and there's the guy with the tattoos all over his face. What's his name? Uh, country star? Post Malone. Oh, uh, Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. And so he looks in the mirror and he goes, what happened to my face? And it's sort of, and then Where did the tattoos Jennifer come from? Aniston's yeah. like, David Schwimmer comes up, uh, her uh, friend's co-star comes up to her and she's like, I don't know who you are. So, you know, we're talking about memory and how yep. you have to forget something in order to remember something else. And is so when I watched the commercial, it didn't even didn't even clue into me that there would be anybody offended by it, but I get it. I get it. This is life and death for so many parents and and for so many people. I understand that. From my point of view, I worry that if everything you mm-hmm. do in humor and in comedy has to go through a lens of who might it offend, we will never laugh again. You're right. So that's my concern. But they, they're certainly welcome to, to have their issues with it. And, and sure. So there you go. Yep. And it's good that we're having the discussion about it yep. as well.